This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Who told you to play this bed? What is Chernoff tell you to play this bed, Boyle? This is an old school one. Hey, this is a good one, though. Let's not be disparaging the Stones here. Are you serious? This is old school fan stuff. That is not Spike approved. This is a timeless song. Let me ask you something. I don't listen to 90s rap. Is that a Spike bed or is that a Pat Boyle? This is a Pat Boyle See? It's not Spike approved. That's a Chernoff song. Well, I did it for Baldy because I would just assume Baldy football guy probably likes the Stones. Let's get him jazzed up as he come on comes on with us. He does. This song puts me to sleep. You're <sighs> nuts. How do you not know this song? I know it. It's a former bridge pack uh. from the churnoff days at the fan. Uh-uh. Churnoff uh, called in the show try, today. Trying to get the job back. So his influence is back. <laughs> well, I would imagine our next guest likes the song because he was a he was a football player, and most football players like the Stones. He's old enough to appreciate him. Uh, it's Baldy, Brian Baldinger. He's on the line with us now. Odyssey NFL Insider. Uh, Baldy's calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Baldy, BT, and Sal, what's going on, buddy? Well, good morning, guys. Uh, live from Vegas here. I mean, it's uh, mm. the center of the universe right now. So uh, you can throw a you know a tennis ball in any direction right now and hit something good and fun happening right now. In this <laughs> or, or, or dangerous and illegal, depending <laughs> upon how hard you throw the ball. Yeah, I, that, I understand what you mean. That's, that's all out there. Yeah. <laughs> Although most, stuff, most is legal at this point. You know... I understand it. You got to build it up. The week off to me, it's a buzzkill in a sense where you kind of, the storylines for the conference championship games, they dissipate a little bit. The energy just naturally drops a little bit. Then, don't get me wrong, we all ratchet it back up and we were all lathered up on Super Bowl Sunday. But what what is the key from a player perspective, just staying ready and not getting stale this week? Mm, I don't, uh, you know, I had a brother that played, um, for Buffalo when they got beat by the Giants in Super Bowl 25, that was the one week in between. You know, you win the conference championship game on a Sunday, you're in Tampa, Florida for Super Bowl 25 on Monday. That was a lot of fun, uh, to your point. I mean, you just the momentum just rolls. But I think, you know, last week was really important. Uh, I think both teams rested a little bit, but then they got back to work. And I think they really started locking in on what the game plan was going to be like. And then, you, you know, you come to Vegas on Sunday and you do all of the – uh, the rituals last night of, you know, showing up at the stadium and uh, answering all the questions. And then it's just kind of like, let's get back into the cave. And let's, because they, they've got six months here to go have some fun. Let's lock in for the next five days here and just get ready for Sunday. Um, if you got a mature team, well-coached team, guys that, you know, understand what the moment is, like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. 
Baldy, do you think, BT and I were talking about this both on and off the air, and I feel like it's a weird season with the NFL where there's a separation. Like, after Championship Sunday, it feels like the season is kind of over, and then it picks back up, obviously, for the biggest game that means everything, winning the Super Bowl. For me, I feel like getting to the Super Bowl is almost the greater accomplishment going through the grind, you know, the home and away field where the Super Bowl is being played in neutral site. What do you think is the – I know this is, sounds nuts because I know how we value coaches and players and franchises – but what do you think is the greater accomplishment, getting to the Super Bowl or just winning the individual game that takes two weeks after the championship Sunday? Well, I mean, Kansas City just went through a gauntlet, you know, playing Miami, going on the road against Buffalo and Baltimore and winning. Um, but it'd be an awfully empty feeling if they get to Las Vegas here and lose. Uh, they had that feeling four years ago uh, when they lost to Tampa. Like, they don't want that feeling, and nobody does. Nobody wants to. Uh, to your point, like, get to the championship game, win, have that, that euphoric feeling, mm. and then get here and lay an egg. Like, nobody wants to do that. So I still feel like, okay, let's – you know, because nobody remembers number two. They only remember number one. So let's come here and finish the business, get the hardware, put it in the bank, and then, you know, start thinking about next year, you know, a little bit down the road. But uh, they got to finish – you got to finish – you got to finish what you started. This this is the goal here right now. You know, it's funny with Tony Brian Bolding. You just talk about not worrying about next year and not not you know going too far away from the immediacy of what's in front of you. But last night, Patrick Mahomes did that. He took us on a very transparent, very honest uh, ride about how you know what I want to play if he can fifteen more years, get into my mid forties, basically saying. I'm going to chase down the goat. He didn't say it in a braggadocious way, but usually guys kind of flinch from that kind of all-time spotlight. I, I love that he he showed us what he wants. I think he knows what kind of talent he has. I think he understands the organization is always going to try and build a team that's capable of winning a championship. You know, not everybody gets to be in that type of situation. Like, I think he understands everything from the coach to the management to how they operate. Like, this is a good place to actually, you know, uh, store, store some hardware. And I think he, I think he knows that. I think he's very happy staying there. I think you know he's got young kids. Um, like I think he's very content in staying in Kansas City for a long time. And he's got everything it takes around him to kind of start that path of winning Super Bowl. So I think he recognizes just what the organization has been like for him, and he wants to give him everything he's got right now. Baldy, who do you think's the better team here? I mean, the Niners have been a better team all year long, consistently. I know they've had the postseason ups and downs, but obviously have made it to this point. Chiefs didn't look great in the regular season or vintage, you know, Kansas City. Their defense has been better. They could run the football better, but they showed some toughness winning on the road in the postseason, going through, as you just said, the gauntlet in the AFC. But the Niners have been the better team all year long. Who do you think right now going into Sunday's matchup is the better team? Well, I I, I remember talking to Andy Reid like halfway through the season, and I've known Andy since he came to Philadelphia in 1999. And I told him, I said, Big Red, for the first time, I'm talking more about your defense than your offense. And I think if you look at the two defenses and the two offenses in this game, the best squad is Kansas City's defense. And I feel like they're the best team because that defense has been great just about every week all season long. And the way that Spags, I think he's the best big game defensive coordinator in this league and has been for a long time. I don't understand the fact that nobody calls him for a head coaching job. <laughs> Spags is, is a magician, and he's got great talent to work with. And so I think Kansas City is the best team because defensively 
I think they're the best unit in this in this game on Sunday. We're talking to Brian Boldinger, of course, with us here. BT and Sound on the Fan Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. All right, so we're obviously still a couple of game, a days away here, and me and Sal get more into the nuts and bolts as we get deeper into the week here, and we have a few more things for you. But can you at least get a sense early this week where, because I always find this interesting, having been to, I don't know, 10 or 11 of these you know Radio Row Super Bowl trips here yeah. and the Final Four, which fan base is represented stronger? Kansas City always travels well. The Niner Nation strong, plus geographically they've got the advantage. What are you seeing, more Niner or, or, or Chief fans? It's early. It's early. But yeah. I, I feel like the, the Niners, they're, mm. yeah, it's, it's closer. It's not a long flight. Um, they travel very well. And they, uh, they, it goes outside the borders of the United States, too, now. I mean, the 49er Nation is, they played a game in Mexico, Mexico City a couple yep. of years ago. It yep. was crazy. Yep. So I, I feel like the 49ers, I think they're hungrier. And not to knock the Chiefs, Chiefs have been fantastic, uh, their home crowd. But I feel like. 49ers are going to take over the city here. Wow. That surprises me. Why? I mean, it's the Chiefs, man. I, I just, it's Mahomes. Well, I mean, look, I, I, yeah, well I, he, look, he's got his fan base, there's no doubt. And there's going to be number 15 jerseys everywhere you go. But this 40, like, I've just been inside SoFi Stadium when they come down and play the Rams. Yeah. I mean, it's a home game. And it's, it, it's been like that now for a couple of years. And, you know, these the fan bases now, it's its a big deal. It's a bragging right. Who has, who could take over these stadiums? San Francisco's been doing it. I think they're going to do it. Um, there's a natural rivalry, 49ers and the Raiders to begin with. They're going to come into the Raiders stadium here at Allegiant Stadium. Ooh. They're going to show the Raiders, show Kansas City, mm. just, you know, what the best fan base is. Okay. I, I think they're on a mission. Okay, gotcha. Boldy, how big of a deal is this stuff with the field turf and whether the Niners practicing on a soft field, getting ready for the actual game? How big of, a, of an issue is the playing surface here? Uh, well, I mean, practice surface, kind of, I mean, I'm surprised because the league overlooks all of this, and they're not going to give one team – a field that's in lesser condition to go out there and practice for a week than another team. So to hear that, I'm a little surprised. It was a big factor in the game last year. Mm-hmm. Guys were slipping all game long. Um, you know, I don't know what it's going to like. Allegiant field has been great. I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. But the practice field could be a problem for sure. I mean, if you don't feel like you can go full speed because the footing isn't right or whatever the issue is, the grass is too long, I don't know. But – I mean, I think that's a – it could be a little bit of an advantage when you start to prepare for a game like this. Boldy, what are you hearing on, on the ground there about, you know, Belichick and what went down with the Falcons? I know our, our buddy and colleague Boomer had something about uh, where, you know, apparently he was offered the job and he didn't want it. Are you surprised – or how surprised are you Belichick is, is, is not coaching next season? And, you know, let's fast forward maybe if things don't go well for the Giants this year, maybe a little reunion with the G-men and Bill. Well, I mean, I'm surprised he's not coaching. Um <laughs> very surprised what happened in Atlanta. I mean, you know, sometimes like Bill's been around long enough, you know, if the organization isn't aligned, right. And not that he wants total control. I don't think that was the case, but there's a lot of other people, you know, in Atlanta that are making decisions along with Arthur blank that might've influenced bill one way or the other, whether he got offered a contract like boomer suggested or not, I don't know, but I feel like it's, He's been in a situation in New England where he really answered to one guy in Robert Kraft, and everything else was sort of in his control. And I think he wants something similar to that, and I don't think that was available in Atlanta. 
All right, Baldy. We're talking about Brian Baldinger, BT and Sal on the fan. Giants have hired a new defensive coordinator, Shane Bowen. What can you tell us about him coming over from the Titans? Well, they've been uh, a defense that was number one defensive football not long ago, like two, two or three years ago. They were a front four dominant defense. Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, Danico Autry. Um, they had drafted well. Kevin Byard was in all pro safety a couple of years for him. Um, I think the blueprint is we're going to be a front four team. We're going to dominate with our front four. Uh, Giants certainly has some of those pieces right there. Um, the middle linebacker in Okereke is, I think, had a great season. So I think he's got pieces. He's got two young corners um, to work with right here. Uh, I think they're going to challenge quarterbacks with uh, certain pressures, but it's going to be largely from your front four is going to get your pressure, and then you're going to challenge – with, with sticky coverage on the outside and safeties that want to blow you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lay the wood. All right, I got three quick hitters here on the Giants, and we'll get uh, a jet or two item as well. Don't really think much. You don't need to expand on the answer. Just give me a quick yes or no. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Giants draft the quarterback in round one, yes or no? Yes. Mm. Is Saquon back next season, yes or no? I don't think so. I, mm. I agree. Will Kayvon Thibodeau eventually become a no-doubt star? If he lives in a weight room and gets stronger and everything, I mean, weight, core, power, he needs to get stronger. He's, I mean, he's young, mm-hmm. but if he commits to a strength program, I think he can because his, his foot quickness and suddenness is good. Yeah. Um, his instincts for the game is good. He's got to get stronger. Boy, that second answer, I, I fear that you're right. I've said this for a while. We know what Saquon means to this town, to this team. But based on where they are as a team and the finances, his age, not that he's old, but he's not young. You could find somebody middle rounds. I, I think that you're right. I think Saquon's going to be on a different team. That's going to crush the Giant fan, Baldy. I, I, look, I'm, I'm not – I know what Saquon means to the Giants and to the fan base. I understand it. But the – and I'm not – look, Christian McCaffrey, I think his eyes fade running back in the league, and he's worth every penny of it. Um I just don't think that you're going to get that type of consistency that McCaffrey has just shown us. Or maybe, you know, Dibble can create an offense like that, but I think they're two different players mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. McCaffrey and Saquon. But, I mean, do you want Saquon on your team? Do you want, like, to lean on him? Yeah. But in this day and age of economics and how you build teams and what wins games for you, Isaiah Pacheco is going back-to-back Super Bowls as a starting running back right now. Seventh-round pick out of Rutgers. I don't know. Like, you can find these guys. Baldy, how about the rest of the NFC East here, specifically the Washington Commanders hiring Dan Quinn to be their head coach, hiring Cliff Kingsbury to be their offensive coordinator, setting everything in line potentially for Caleb Williams to force his way to Washington. What do you think is going to play out in Washington, and how does that impact the New York Giants in the NFC East? Well, it impacts them. I mean, look, if, if, no, no knock on Sam Howell. Uh, he had a good season, but, you know, it was a dreadful or, uh, team. And uh, But, it, look, if Caleb somehow – joins Cliff in Washington, I'd say look out. Because I, I believe in Caleb Williams. I've known the kid since he was sixteen. Like it all the you know, all the, the, the momentum is going that direction. There's a lot that has to take place uh to go from two to one probably with Chicago, but it can be done. It certainly can be done. Um and Cliff I know is a good coach and can coach quarterbacks going back to Johnny Manziel. So um I think it is going to be a new day in Washington where suddenly they're going to join the NFC East 
where they really haven't been a participant the last five or six years. No, that is true. <laughs> they have been on the outside watching. And uh, thankfully for the Giants, they've been in there. Otherwise, the Giants wouldn't have as many wins. Yeah, really? <laughs> the one team the Giants could beat now all of a sudden might be better uh, than them. Oh, my God. Well, well, didn't, yeah. didn't they have the tie two years ago? They did. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They had that time. That's funny. They had six turnovers on one of the games this year. They smacked them around. All right, Baldy, let's wrap it up. Uh, those giant things were really interesting. I'm going to get some calls on that after. And the Jets are what they are because, you know, Salva's back for some reason, and, and Joe Douglas is back, and obviously they need Rodgers to be healthy. Otherwise, they have no help, no hope here. Listen, obviously Zach Wilson's going to get dealt. I mean, is is there even a modicum of interest around the league, or should I say intrigue, that he can possibly become something you know, special seems like a reach, but salvageable? What, what does the league think of him? I think the league has seen enough of Zach Wilson. I mean, we've seen enough. I, I mean, I understand broken offensive line and, you know, just no stability. I, I get all that. I think we've seen enough of Zach as a wannabe starter in this league. I don't think there's going to be that much interest. I mean, somebody's always going to pick up a – a quarterback that was drafted that high, Mitch Trubisky was drafted that high. Yep. Like he's still, you know, out there in Pittsburgh, still showing that he's not a frontline starter. I think we've seen enough at some point. And I think that's how the league views Zach Wilson at this point. You think he's humble enough to get fixed? I mean, we know he's got a big arm, and we know he's a pretty good athlete here, but half of it is the Jets ruined him. The other half is he probably wasn't humble enough to, to take some ownership of his mistakes. Is he wired? Forget about the throws. You know, mentally, does he have any any resolve to even attempt to bounce back from this? Mm, well, I mean, look, if he wants to have a 10-year career, you, you you figure that stuff out. You get yourself a coach. You work on certain things. You, heck, you might even get a psychiatrist and work about, you know, and just work on being able to flush out the noise and concentrate on just the task at hand. But I think it just comes down to, honestly, like I, like I know how much Patrick Mahomes loves the game. I know how committed he is to the game. Like, it always starts there. I mean, it, it could be something as simple as just living in, in, the, uh, in the film room and watching every single mistake I've made and making sure, like, those mistakes don't happen again. Yep. And you can't, you can't play the game at a frenetic pace the way that he plays the game. You just can't. You can't survive. You're not going to make plays. You're not going to get make Garrett Wilson a better player. So he's got to, like, I don't know how many Red Bulls he drinks before a game, but I cut it in half at least. Like you got to have some calmness about you. I'm I'm joking, guys. But like yeah. you got to have some calmness about you to play the sport. I understand, Baldy. Good stuff, man. Have a good time in Vegas. Don't lose the shirt at the craps table. If you play golf, hit him straight. You know, have a good time, man. Thank you very much. All right, I got it, guys. Baldy, you even allowed to play at the craps table? Why not? No, Why? no. We got we, we we got we got the we got the letter. What? We got the letter. Like, don't be seen. Don't just don't be seen. All right, so no, card, I, I don't card, know how card game in Baldy's room. Yeah. I'm not sure how I get to the steakhouse without going through this casino. But that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a problem. You don't need to play any tables here, but you do yeah. got to get to the steakhouse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wire me money. I'll play for now. you. Come on. <laughs> me and Sal right. play for you. We'll come out. We'll, yeah. Just give us the money. We'll play for oh, you. Yeah, right. Wire us the uh, money. We'll see, I got to see you. just like if you – I got to know if you know basic strategy blackjack or not. Like, you know, I don't want you, you know, like hitting on that 16. No, nah, dude, I know how to – You base right there. I'm going to blow – you know, I'm going to come, like, wring your neck. I know how to play. I know how to play. I do not. doesn't guarantee anything I've learned, but I definitely know how to play the game. I'm out of this sure. one. I don't want my neck wrung for anything. No. I don't know strategy. I'll hand that over to BT. I'll have to stake with you, Baldy. Right. I ain't touching the cards. Have a good time, man. Thanks, Brian. All right, guys. There you go. All right. I want to see NFL insider Brian Boldinger, insider Colts brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. We got a... 
Got a lot to react there from the Giants' perspective. Baldy said he does believe that the Giants will take a quarterback in round one, and he also believes that Saquon will not be on the team. Uh, of course, the Yankees, they're not all in. That's how we started the show. I want to get back to that as well. You guys are obviously on hold and want to react. I mean, you started the right way, and then you stopped. All right, a couple of things that you're going to want to know. Buck Walter today in just about an hour and a half or so. Uh, looking forward to that. And then uh, Thursday, we're going to hook back up with our buddy Dice. The Dice Man will be on with us. And also, Thursday, game number five. Oh, I can't wait for that. Oh, you're on a roll, buddy. My bullpen's bleeding a little Too bit. Straight. My starter's getting knocked around. Well, so far, mm. every home team mm. has won. It's going to be, this is, uh, this is it right <laughs> it's here. It's a big one, dude. We know there's going to be a game six. I was just a little worried that it would be, you know, short-lived series at first, dude. The first couple <sighs> games are making me. Now, we have 86, 87, 88, I think, left to choose from. So we can't go back and repeat years? Well, I was thinking I was under of, the impression that we could. I didn't think that we could, mm. but I was thinking about that midway through, and I was like, oh, well, for sake of, of we're in it. If you wanted to go back and repeat a second yeah, I year. I have to at this no. point. <laughs> it's like I dropping mean, down punts. We should, we should just. Get a little desperate yeah. here. We'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll flush through that. But well, it's still 86, 87. Uh, I understand like, that. I know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I won the first two. Sal was charged back. You won 84, 85. I won 90 and then 89. Yeah, And the last one, I messed up on Rigetti. Oh, that is going to take me. If if I lose... That's like a, a, a routine double play that I botched at shortstop at the ninth inning winning run crosses. I mean, I messed up there. So we're knotted up at two. Game five coming up on Thursday. All right, 877-337-6666. BT and Sal with you on the fan. So we'll get back to these Yankee calls. And you heard Baldinger tell us he does not think that Saquon is back. And he does think the Giants take a quarterback in round number one. So a few things to get to. Chris up in the Bronx, BT and Sal. What's going on, Chris? Uh, good morning, guys, man. Thanks for getting me on. Um, so I it, think the Yankees have done enough this year. But um, before I continue to my point, I just want to say where I'm coming from. I think, I believe, um, that the Yankees with average pitching, and if they are who they are, the Bronx Bombers, they are a World Series team. Average pitching, and if they are who they are, if everybody in our lineup hits to the back of their card, Aaron Judge was out 60 games last year. Yep. Who's to say that we couldn't win 10 to 15 more with him in the lineup? So with that being said, since that's my perspective of it, if we with Soto, we did the job. I would have loved Bellinger to add as well, and that would just put our lineup just 
over the top. Mm-hmm. But average pitching for the Yankees and, you know, and, and them being the Bronx Bombers, we're yeah. a team. And no, that, listen, that, Chris. That, yeah, yeah. no, don't worry about the Orioles, Chris. Don't worry about the Orioles who finished 19 games better than you. Hey, don't let, don't let Sal start pushing you around with those Orioles. Let's go, Chris. Evan Judge was out for yeah. a large part of the season. If he's in any of those Orioles games, they, mm. they went 6-7. and seven. Right. As good as they were, mm-hmm. the Yankees went 6-7 and seven against the Orioles. So tell me you put Aaron Judge and Soto – Tell me we're not winning. And Verdugo. Four more of those games. Right. Let's let's say the Yankees are ten games better than they were last year. Judge stays healthy for a whole year. Well, knock on no, wood. No, we'll and Soto, MVP candidate. So let's say the Yankees are ten games better than last year. That's a lot, right? Yeah. That's, that's let's, a, let's say they're let's jump. say they're fifteen. I'll go over the top, Chris, because I'm in a good mood with the Bronx Bombers. Let's say the Yankees are fifteen games better than they were a year ago. Guess what? You're still in second place of the Orioles. If the Orioles replicate their season. They've only gotten better. Oh, I understand that, but they, if they, they replicate their season. They've never made it this far in the season. The Orioles are not going to come back as strong as the Orioles. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are you basing that off of? Give me some logic that you're basing that off of exactly, Chris. Uh-oh. I don't have. I, I'm not of course you don't. No, no, it's not because <laughs> there is on. no answer. No, he's right. Because and thank you for the call. Thank there you, is Chris. no answer. Well, I have to ask me the question. Oh, okay. What you? What you? What you? He said that they 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 never made it that far. They're going to be tired or whatever it said this year. <laughs> is that what he said? They're going to be tired. Something like that. Basically insinuating <laughs> like that fatigued because yeah, their season yeah, went on so right. long. No, that I, did he? Re- I didn't hear that. Did he really? Did he say something along those lines? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm paraphrasing. He said they were not going to be able to replicate the numbers. I use the word replicate. Now there's something to it. Now here's the thing. But if you just tune it, this is not about, you know, are the Yankees going to be competitive? Yes, of course they are. You got a left fielder. You got Judge. You got Soto. You got Cole. You got Volpe year two. You got Dominguez coming back. You got Rizzo, who should be healthy, non-concussed playing first base. You should have a better defense, and Donaldson's gone, and at a better contact rate. There's a million reasons I give you baseball why I think the Yankees will certainly be better than last year. That's not the point. The point is... This was a swing for the fence kind of year based on what they told us. Off of what they did. And they haven't swung for the fences. Right. They failed miserably last year. You could come up with the reasons why. Yeah, the facts dude, always, I hear you. 82 and 80, not good enough. Right, it happened. And good for enough them, for some teams in the city, not us. Like, generally in a bad year, the Yankees win 90 games. So yep. for them to have an 82-win season, and by the way, they're lucky it was 82. Could have been under 500 for the first time in forever. Anyway historically bad season for them, they then say all-in. They then operate less than all-in. That's the issue. I, I can't challenge that. That's why I said what I said to start the show. I'm basically saying Sal so far has been right, and it pains me to say that. Well, it, honestly, it pains me to say that to a certain extent, too, because I expected more. We should expect more together from the Yankees, mm-hmm. and I don't like being lied to. I don't care what fan you are. When your owner, personal. Well, when your owner says one thing and they yeah. do another, yeah. like – well, and again, hold on one sec there, Mike. Think about this, guys, the chronology here. So uh, Juan Soto was acquired December 6th. December 6th. I mean, you're sitting there saying, man, we just got the tree up a week or so ago, and this is the first present that comes? It's going to be a glorious uh, Christmas morning. And then it stopped. Mike's in Brooklyn. Mike, what's happening, buddy? How are you? Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey, Merry Mike. Christmas, Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, oh, come on, bro, it's February. You look at me, I don't I, hang off on you for that one. I know, well, I haven't talked yet. I oh, he's not kidding. Yeah, that's why. I'm All right. just trying to be nice. Okay. Uh, I love when Mets fans talk about the Yankees. I, it's unbelievable. Mm. What well, anyway, Mets fans have talked about the Yankees? Well, you. Oh, no, I'm not a Mets fan. I'm a broadcaster. This is my job. You got the Orioles. You got the Orioles. Yankees losing, getting 15 games better. 
and they're still not going to beat the Orioles, but the Mets are going to make the playoffs. No, no, Mike, Mike, hold on. Two things. No, two things, Mike. Number one, I am a broadcaster. It is my job to talk about New York sports. Now, you don't like it? I don't know what to tell you. All right, that's fine. Okay, that's number one. Number two, number two, I said the Yankees are going to be 15 games better. Let's hypothetically say that they're 15 games better than they were a year ago, which is a lot, by the way. I don't care if it's Judge and Soto. That's a lot. I'm giving you 15 games. Guess what? How many games did the Yankees finish behind the Orioles last year? 20. Yeah, 19. So it's not enough. That was my point. 19. Okay, yeah. so what? Well, what's last year got to do with this year? Oh, you're right. How nothing. How do you know nothing. the Orioles are going to be? How do you, the, you don't know the Orioles are going to be as good as they were last year? Right. That's baseball. Well, well, anyway, how do, you, how do you know that they're I, not? How do you know they're not? I don't know. Okay, don't you're right. Know. So they're a young team. They're a young team with talent oozing out the wazoo. They just went and got Corbin right. Burns, and you think for some reason the Orioles are going to be worse than they were a year ago. I, it doesn't necessarily have to be worse. They don't have to be as good. I don't disagree. And by the way, Mike, 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 hold on a second. Mike. That's not a crazy statement. Yeah. It's Why? not. Why? Well, because two years ago, the Mets won 101 games, and last year they won 76. Totally now, different. I know the Orioles' talent yeah. is supreme. I get that. But that's the that's a big factor here. Hey, no, it, it is for the sure. The Orioles but, are more the Braves than the Mets. But there's also a randomness in baseball that I think you can apply. Now, you just don't know. Now, I know, Mike. Hold on a second, Mike. I know that they're going to be good. But, you know, let, let, let's see where it goes. Let's see where it goes. Okay. not afraid of the Orioles. As far as... Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, as far ahead. as the uh, Yankees not going all in, I mean they they did they did much more uh, 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 off season maneuvers this year than they did last year, even the year before. True, right? So yep. I mean, they made Verdugo was not enough. Biggest problem. Not enough. Yankees biggest. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's early. It's February. It's not. It's not August. It's not September. They got all year to do things. All in means all in. You don't know what they're going to do with the deadline. Mike, did they try to get? Did moves. they try to get Yamamoto? Yes. How'd that did. work? But they did. They, did, they, did they offer Blake's you now a contract? Yes. They, did they, they try yeah, to get? They, were they were they involved yeah, in yeah. trying to trade for Corbin Burns? I. I and you know what that's like? Judge in the postseason, zero for three. I don't know. Now, I don't know what the Yankees' brain trust goes through. I have no well, idea. I'm telling you, we, we do know. We do know. There are reports out well, there. How do you know, Sal? There are reports out there that are documented. You only, you only know what's reported. You don't really know. The Yankees let out stuff that they want you to believe. It's just, you know, I mean, nobody's going to tell you. Yeah, but Mike, hold on a second. Mike split, Mike, split the difference here. Thanks for the call there, buddy. Enjoyed it. But Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. It, it doesn't matter. Like, there is a point where... The reports and, you know, what we might not know. At this point, what I'm saying is I don't necessarily care because I need another horse behind Garrett Cole. What we do know is they didn't get him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, the Yamamoto stuff, you and I see it differently. It, listen, well, he, wasn't, they, he wasn't coming here. I'm telling he you. He wasn't coming right, to and, the and, and I'm telling you, they're happy well, I mean, I don't know that. I, listen, I don't know that. Who the hell knows? If they, I mean, to me, that does sound a little ridiculous, that they're happy they, that they, they lie. Not I, I, I can't that price. I'm they not, don't want yeah, that I price. Mean, I'm not going to start refuting reports because I'm not a journalist like in that regard. I, I just have a tough time believing that, so I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't, well, think, do myth, I don't think when Yamamoto announced that he's going to the Dodgers that the Yankees were like, oh, my God, thank God. we re- No way. That just makes no sense. Look, Did that make that? To, like, let's boil it down to that. To me, that makes no sense. Now, they might say... 
all right, you know, is he really they as think good they as the numbers the went? But there's no way they're sitting there thrilled popping champagne that they lost him to the Dodgers. I just simply refuse to believe that. They, they think they dodged the bullet, and, and probably so do the Mets. Think they dodged the bullet for saying that, or at least some people within the organization for saying that, you know what, the guys that, he, he was not worth $300 million. That was like far and beyond anything that anybody could comprehend for the price of Yamamoto. Unless he's as good as we think he is, and he's only 25. Even then, 325 is absurd for a guy to throw a pitch in a I'm with you on that. But And that's the point, that the Yankees went to their – the Mets went to 325 saying like, we're going way above to get this guy. Obviously, the Dodgers matched, and, and they ended up getting because yep. you don't want to go to the Dodgers. Yankees had their breaking point, and good for them saying $300 million, that's it. And even at that number, they were still probably queasy about it, is what I'm saying. And maybe breathe a sigh of relief. Now, obviously, they wanted the player. You wouldn't offer from that well, much that's money. that's what I'm saying. But not at that cost. And it could be a good thing in the long run. I think the Yankees wanted nothing more than to trot Yamamoto and Soto out there. Although they wouldn't actually wouldn't do it with Soto because it's a, it's a rental until it's not. But... To have that Yamamoto presser, and that they don't get to do it, but and you know right. what? Maybe we'll find out more. But I think that they were, I think that they were borderline broken when. They- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. They found out that he wasn't coming here, but, you know, who knows? Turned out to ruin both the Mets and Yankees offseason. That is true. I we mean, knew it was a big piece for the Mets, but ultimately... Think about where you and I were. I know we got a break, but leading up to that, like the Yamamoto and right, the stuff right. back and forth, and then we think he's going to be a Yankee King Cohen, and then this yeah. and King uh, Cohen. It's like no, that was what a ride. That Jeez. was make or break, and it turned out that it broke both off season. Yeah, that was that was a curveball, man. That one definitely hurt. Oh yeah, we like this one. It's a good one. It's a good one. BT and Sound on the fan eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Buck Buck Showalter at one o'clock. Back to your Yankee calls, Giant calls as well. All right, so real fast, mm-hmm. we did a lot of um, a lot of Knicks on Friday. We did a lot of Knicks on Monday, of course. Yesterday, get the week going. Tough Lakers loss on Saturday, ended the winning streak, and of course, uh, you know, Randall's got to get healthy. OG, etc. All the things that we Dude, talked about. Dude, what's up with OG? Yeah, I mean, they said it was supposed to be like he was out for a game, and all uh, of a sudden, it's been a couple of weeks here. Uh, well, I, that's why I asked you because somebody sent me video of Frank the Tank shaking yeah. his hand. And then some people are saying that Frank the Tank hurt him by I, I don't know. My question, though, and I'm not worried about OG yet, but it is more than I thought. All right. 
latest NBA power rankings. Okay. This is an interesting one because it's not necessarily prisoner of the moment because the Knicks just lost a game. Mm -hmm. Where do you think they are? Where do I think they are, not where would I would have them? You can give me both. Actually, both might be more interesting. Oh, dude, I forgot my glasses Wait, yesterday. They, so I'm like, you can't know. even see the damn stand. You want to borrow mine while you're doing it? I should be able to let me see if I can piece this together. Oh What's goodness. scary is I've looked at this same exact computer. From Come the on, same Grandpa. Exact you're making fun of me. For ye- You're not kidding. Jeez. My eyes are shot for years, and now all of a sudden I can't see anything. It's like the it blink of an up eye. On you, dude. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. So power rankings here. Where do I think that they have the Knicks? The Knicks. Where do you think and where do you think that they should let's be? See. One, two, three, four. Five, six. Oh, well, you're really doing this literally. They here. probably I mean, they need a deep thorough investigation. Yeah. Just give me a number. Give me a ballpark. They probably, I, hundred percent top ten, and they should be top ten, yep. and they will be top ten. Yep, yep. I would say they have. They probably have them ninth, seventh. Wow, seventh. That's what I was gonna say. I would have them seven. Now think about this: Clippers, who are quietly. I mean, I guess not that quietly. If you watch the NBA, but red hot. Cavaliers are, are on fire. The Cavs are two. Thunder three. Wait, wait, wait. Cavs are two? Yeah. Cavs have been Yeah, I know. They've rocking. been on fire. So, okay. Get, who's number one? Celtics? Uh, no. Clippers one. Cavaliers two. Clippers one. Cavs two. OKC is three. Right. Denver four. Right. Knicks just beat them. Right. Celtics five. Right. T-Wolves six. Knicks beat them a couple of weeks back. Bucks. No. Then oh, the no. Knicks. Yeah, so how did they have the Knicks then over the Then the Pelicans. Bucks? Then the Kings. Then the Suns. Then the Lakers. Then the Magic. Then the Bucks. What? That's... Whose I mean, power rankings are these? Uh, CBSSports.com. Yeah, come on. I was going to say I would have them seventh, and I thought I figured national disrespect, they'd probably have them top ten, but maybe nine. Mm-hmm. That's good. No, where would good you job. Them? You were in the ballpark. Yeah, where, where would you? I would say if I, I think I would have attacked it the way you did. Absolutely top ten, closer to ten than five. I probably would have settled maybe exactly the same, seven or eight. Well, I would have put, I mean, seem I, right. I'm not going based just off of the record. No, I hate neither. to do that, but there are Celtics, some teams. Celtics, Bucks, Denver, three. Those are three well, teams that jump out right away. Right. Celtics, Bucks, uh, uh, you know, Cavs, I know they're red hot, so yep. I figured they would be ranked above the Knicks. But, I mean, still, if you have to start worrying about the Cavs as a team. Well, you do because they're good. I know. They're good. Be fun. I just want to throw that yeah. back at you. Let's see what we got. Do some Knicks tonight, you know, tomorrow after tonight's game against uh, the Grizz. Dude, we'll do Knicks every day. You know, I don't know about you, Sal. And listen, you you can't you can't run a show this way because if you do, you're gonna miss the mark. But trust me, <laughs> we were just waiting for the right time. Like we needed yeah. to, you know, navigate football and obviously still do the heavy juggle with Super Bowl this week. But we heard you, you know, your tweets and your clamoring. When are you gonna go Knicks? Dude, right, when, no when, one's going bigger Knicks than us. When the time is right, that's when we do it. And the time is right. Trust mm-hmm. us. That's right. Uh, Hop just told me in my ear there is some Patriots news. Is it worth interrupting the show? What do you I, got there, I buddy? think so. I think it's Go ahead. Uh, so the Patriots might made a hire, an offensive assistant coach. Oh, I saw this. Do you want to take a guess? I know Sal knows it, but do you want to take a guess? O'Brien? I don't know. I'm just throwing a name out there. Where did he go? He's somebody that comes up on the show on occasion that we, uh, you know. Sal has a nickname Man, oh, for him. Oh, oh, comes up on the, oh, wait, McAdoofus? McAdoofus! <laughs> Good pull, BT! <laughs> Got you, buddy. <laughs> McAdoofus and the resurrection. <laughs> Truthfully, he wasn't as big a doofus as we make him out to be. Yeah, I know. Didn't he want Mahomes? Uh, I know. Right? So he's an offensive assistant or assistant he's... Co- offensive assistant coach. Not the OC, but offensive assistant coach. Who okay. is the OC? Do we know? 
Uh, <laughs> Shermer. Yeah, 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 exactly right. The Patriots? Yeah. Alex Van Pelt. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's I did right. see that. Pelt. Did see that. Wow, okay. that's funny. All Interesting. Right. Very good. Thank you for that hop. That was worth interrupting. I would agree. 877-337-6666. All right. Yankee stuff, obviously. The giant reaction. John is in Stanford, Connecticut. What's going on, John? John. All right. John, you ready to roll? I just wanted to say, I'm 77 years old. I'm a diehard Met fan. But I wanted to say, I go back to Dog and uh, Mike and the Dog and Imus. Whoever put you two guys together hit a grand slam because I think this is one of the best shows going. And I believe you're going to be around for a long, long time. Well, yeah, thank very you very nice. much. On the Yankee point. Thank you. I, I think. Uh, by the way, I think we're past the, the point. We're not worried about killing each other anymore, so we're good. <laughs> I, I not yet. Wait till baseball season. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> no, 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 that's what the that's the great part because one's a Yankee fan, and one's a Mets fan. Yeah, but you guys don't hate. One's happy, one's, one's sad. Yeah. One's rich, one's poor. We know how that room is divided. Go well, ahead, John. Well, one may be happy, well, I, one may I be sad. But the richer team is the Mets. There's no that. The Yankee fans can be happy. The Mets fans have the richness. <laughs> we'll show next year. King Cohen will return. He will return. It's gonna be a long year, Sal. You know what's funny? Steve. They both disappointed us. You had to backtrack on your Yankees will be all in, and mm-hmm. I had to remove the crown from King Cohen. That's true. That's true. We both take it L's already. Yeah, the season we'll, even started. Well, at least we'll be a playoff team. Sorry, anyway, go ahead, ahead John. <laughs> I feel terrible. John go had ahead, such John. a nice compliment. Yeah. We well, just, they, you know, I think ahead, they're worried about signing Soto. They gave so much up for to get the guy. Yeah. You know? You know, John. But I think I, they're just worried about signing him next year because they gave so much up to get him. Well, that that's true. And John, I'm gonna let you go. That a little feedback there. Thank you for the call there, John. And I definitely appreciate the compliments. Probably way too kind, but we'll take it. Um but accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No, 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 just kidding. Awesome. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah. No, so the, the the package that the Yankees gave up, I understand the consternation. It's a lot of players, right? But Michael King was the one that most were reticent to give up, right? It was like, let's try to give him Clark Schmidt instead of Michael King. Everybody else, whatever, ball, right? Yeah. All right. So, and then obviously backup catcher, gosh, Yoko, whatever. But the thing about King, who's 29 already and has never thrown, I think is in, I haven't looked this in, uh, up in a while. I think his innings limit, his max is 104. So the influence on the season and then into the postseason that I think Yankee fans thought he might have, I think was a little overstated. That's number one. Number two, the Yankees do not make that move without earmarking six-ish hundred million dollars that they pray Juan Soto will take. They will that they will not cheap. Right, out but on. so that then, I can promise you. so then, don't you think? Because I do think John brings up a good point that the Yankees might be a little conscious of spending because they want to make sure they can afford Soto. But to your point, you don't make <laughs> that move unless you know that you're going to make a legit run at him. Yeah. However, yep. even if they let's just. Forget the the Soto extension talk or, or signing him in the offseason. They made it very clear this year individually is all in. Mm-hmm. So then why not just go either sign somebody or trade for Burns? Burns would have been the safest bet because you just go trade for him, well, the, the prospects that it would take, and and then you figure out in the offseason after you hopefully win a World Series I agree. who you're bringing back. That's why I'm pissed off. And certainly, you know, angry, confused, disappointed. You know, the thing, though, about Soto, and, and it, Sal does raise a, an interesting, it's like a, a fork in the road, like, okay, so you get Soto, so in theory, you're all in, in, in theory, at least the beginning when they got him right. December 6th, 
And then you're like, as and I believe this. I just said this, and I, I'm almost I, I I can't prove this, but this is this is true that they have the the, the money earmarked for him. Okay, so if you have the so maybe they're a little reluctant to spend additionally because they want to save that money for him next year. Then that might be true as well. But if they don't win, I don't think the Bronx is as appealing. So it's like it's and three or four different approaches. And let's not forget, they did offer Yamamoto three hundred million. Yeah, like. That happened. And we could sit here and say it wasn't the best, but it was in terms of AAV. They didn't go all the way. All right, they probably could have gone a little bit higher. I'm with you on that. No, but still. They're disappointed they didn't right. get him, or, or, or they're, they're happy whatever. they didn't get whatever the report is fine. But there was a $300 million check on the table that he could have taken, and right. they would have had to pay. Correct. <laughs> so. meaning, meaning that they would have willingly paid that, knowing that Soto was going to be a free agent. So it can't just be about, well, they're reluctant to spend the money because of Soto. So while I could believe that, it also doesn't back up their actions, which even furthermore to me says you should go up and get go out and get Burns because you're not worried about losing him in free agency. Because if you could give Yamamoto three hundred million, you could give Burns whatever he's going to get in the off season. Yeah, the only thing I don't want to even get too into the weeds on the finances to me, and and I get I can't prove the exact number, but it's just common sense based on what happened with Matsui and Tanaka. Yeah, you right. Know, you know, a three hundred million dollar contract for Yamamoto. If I had a guess, it's probably really like 150 because of the immediate and 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 vast Japanese revenue stream that now is a big part of your team. But yeah, maybe that's why they went low on Blake Snell. They're like, well, we would have, you know, the 150 we would have really spent on Yamamoto, even though it's three, because it would have been offset by Japanese money. The money won't be offset for Blake Snell's deal, so maybe they took the remains of that and they threw it to Blake Snell and try right. to hope to get a bargain basement deal. But until see, you know, I mean, listen, I, in, in a week or two weeks from now. I can look like an idiot, and people who think that I'm a little over, which I don't think. Listen, I, let me let me say this: I know that on occasion I do overreact, which that's what makes the show I think interesting right. well, because we, we care. We react in real we care. time. Yeah, we care, and you never know what we're going to say, and whether we're right or wrong, we'll own it, we'll wear it, whatever. But I have been saying for three months that I'm fine with the Yankees. Like I think that the Yankees are going to do this; they're going to go all in. The, so this represents a radical reversal for me. Right. Watch. In a week, they'll get Snell, and they'll do something else. And, and then I'll say, you know what? Okay. Right. I was right for 99% of the time. I right. took a pivot. I was wrong. I guess I was right. Right. But for now, this is the right read 100%. on this. 100%. They have not done enough. They keep falling short here, and pitchers and catchers report in less than a week. That's the bottom line. It's not December 6th anymore like it was when they got Soto. It's almost time to start throwing the ball around. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.